This is uh, Officer Kikowski saying that love is not admissible evidence, and shut up, Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, t- we watched a great a classic from season two today. 17th episode of the second season. Intro, Intro to, to Political Science. science. Written, written by, by Adam County. County. Directed by, by Jay Tristram Shapiro. <laughs> I couldn't even say his last Through name. Through a guest. By Jay uh, Broken Lizard. Yeah. How did you not know he was on the commentary? I, mean, I knew. I forgot. Oh, okay. That's simple enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have community news? Uh, we do. Or even late community news? We do. Okay. Uh, Russo's confirmed to direct the first episode of season six. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're big shots now. They directed Captain America, the Winter Soldier. They're, they're, they're directing a couple episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from Marvel. They're, they're big old Marvel Disney bigwigs now. Yep. yep. But they're staying true to their roots. They're coming back for se- uh, season six, episode one. That's great. I, I respect the hell out of that. That is great. Much like Frosted Flakes. That's great. Uh, overview of this episode. This is the election episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I need to say. There's yeah. an election for the school. Yeah. For the position of president of the school of asb well they call they call it asi where i come from well i i've not uh, had any uh, care or interest in student government since uh, my sister ran for asb yeah high school they call it asb yeah what is that associated school Stu- associated student body asi is associated ass- students incorporated i don't know suck it's a- more like a business okay <laughs> very much more like there's a lot of money okay have i i'm i'm in student government now <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, money you are there's a vault. We go swimming in it every day. Oh, like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, inst- instead of coins, it's bills. It's a little. You get some paper cuts, but it's worth it. Well, I would imagine coins would hurt worse. <laughs> are we going to discuss this right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, ducks, uh, the way their feathers are built, coins just roll right off their back. I would think, wouldn't money as well? That's I mean, a, it's like kind of, it's not really paper. It's cloth, essentially. Yeah, it's, all right. Way to take a joke statement and, and, and try to work it out realistically. But you wouldn't want to dive into coins. That's the one that always gets me. Yeah, that's what Scrooge McDuck did, though. Do you think under the coins there's a layer of something? No. It's just all coins? Yeah. That's interesting. It's a cartoon. I mean, how safe was that vault? Didn't the Beagle Boys continually break in and steal money? Uh, you know, I can't remember. I remember was one instance. this podcast Magic that I had my amazing she... Duck Blur reference? I think so. Uh, I really hope it was on air on this podcast because I'm really proud of that. <laughs> Fairly certain. Um, That's enough about ducks. Uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. In the commentary on this episode, this is just a quick commentary note because I forgot where it goes. Okay. But they, uh, Garrett Lambert says in this episode, and they mentioned how he's basically not acting here. That's just who he is, which is a funny coincidence because old, old Mark Bolden oh, just right. three days ago posted a, a thing on the Shut Up Liner Facebook page. About how he saw uh, that guy uh, uh, on This American Life, which I guess was some... It was a show, is that affiliated with the NPR show? The Showtime, yeah, they, This American for, Life? For, for a while, they had a, a television show. And they would just they would show stand-up comedians sometimes? 
Um, well, stand-up comedians were definitely a part of the program. Were they on the podcast too? What's what's his name? Who's the guy who did uh, Sleepwalk with me? Mike no. Birbiglia. Is that the name of it? That is the name of it, and his name is Mike Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, he he's a comedian. Yeah, and he he told stories on yeah, This American he's, Life. He's 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 one of those moth guys. He's, <laughs> he's one of those monologists. He's crossover. He's uh, <laughs> he's too fancy for stand up. You don't now. think Garrett Lambert is a monologist of the sorts? No, I think he's I think he's I have more respect for him than that. Well, anyway, I mean... It What's his real ex- name, Eric Charles Nelson? Or is that the kid Charles, I'm Charles Riley Nelson. So you're Charles halfway... Charles Riley Nelson. Yeah, not Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, that's... That's who you're thinking of, That's the yes. correct one. So I had the right you, name? You had a correct order. I don't know about the first name. Eric... Uh, all right. Eric Charles Nelson might be it. I don't know what I'm doing. I know people love it when, when you listen... When you're listening to a podcast and someone doesn't know what the right thing is, but they're just speculating. It is Eric Charles Nielsen. There you go. Which is what I said this whole time. I'm retconning that. <laughs> You're not Marvel or DC. Uh, Eric Charles Nielsen. Well, if I was DC, I would just say fuck it and start over and start a new podcast where I did say Eric Charles Nielsen because <laughs> that's how they do things. I have to say I like that, though. I hate it. Keeps and it I simple. Hate DC and I wish Batman was dead. Keeps it. Well, he was for a while. <laughs> yeah. So you can go live in that time. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just being... I'm I'm goofing. I don't wish Batman was dead. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, Batman. I love you. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. So, did, did you want to talk about how Pierce says he compared penis sizes with Tom Sizemore yes. in rehab? In re- and, and I love Shirley's reaction to that, <laughs> which is more surprisingly not offended, just more surprised, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. And, and of course, Pierce comes back with the, with the classic line, more like size less. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I think that that covers it. Um, so uh, the kernel of this episode. Well, I don't even know if that's the right term. So scratch that. The a story. W- well, what kicks it off? Okay. It, the dean comes in with an announcement. Yep. Uh, uh, there's he, a great moment here too where, <laughs> so they they they've had all their conversations and they don't know what to do now. So then they realize, oh, we actually the studying is what we're here for. So they kind of very slowly go through the motions of, of acting like they're about to study before the dean comes in with an announcement, and they all they all rejoice and are happy. And the dean so genuinely feels like that's how he should be received every time. Yeah. And just says, thank you. Yeah. Uh, which was a really nice. It reminds moment. me of the later moment. Was it season five where the dean does like a call and response on the intercom? Yes. Where he says like, hey guys, how's it going? And the school just goes, oh, we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Um, the the dean says that Vice President Joe Biden mm-hmm. coming to Greendale on yes. his... He had a name of the tour, but I can't remember what it was. It was something a little bit, like, nonsensical. Uh, yeah, fo- folksy, but uh, pro- progressive, progressive was was Britta's description. Uh, I can't remember what the name was. I'm sorry. It was like I've... Biden time tour. Like, it was yeah. a joke on how he's biding his time or something. Something like that, yeah. Because that's his name. Uh, so because of that, Greendale needs to reform their student government. When did, uh, Joe Biden show up in Parks and Rec? Much later. But he actually showed up on that one. Actually, you know, it might have been around the same time. I, I think it was, I think it was like a year later, maybe. Okay. I'll buy that. M- NBC's comedy block is big into Biden is the point. Well, I, th- I think they touch on all the politics. Okay. All the politics <laughs> if you recall 30 rock had a small storyline about uh alec baldwin being the mayor 
of New York governor? Uh, uh, what I mainly remember is that he he ran against uh, a, a man played by John Slattery, who was hilarious and amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, his character was Steve Austin, and as he constantly had to clarify, not the wrestler and not the $6 million man. <laughs> how, did, how did that episode not just like make you explode? It did. Okay. <laughs> I'm a shell of a man now because I, I, I could not handle all the joy. That John was. Slattery, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Six million dollar man, sure. Thrown in. That's, that's <laughs> already pretty cool. Uh, so the, the Greendale student government uh, had not been active for several years. Yes. Uh, so they have to elect uh, a president in seven hours. Yes. <laughs> so they immediately have a, uh, uh, a, a running. 2012, uh, he appeared in Parks and Rec, which was a year after this. Okay. Just to get the record straight. Uh, there's also a moment in the scene where uh, Abed says, oh, that must be why there's so much Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I noticed this window washer cleaning yeah. the, the door <laughs> of the, uh, the well, study room. Yeah, the study, study area. The glass door. Yeah. And uh, he, as soon as Abed says that, he says into his cuff, we've been made, yes. and leaves. <laughs> um, uh, the dean needs a costume. This is great. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously he needs a costume. But on such short notice, what can he do? Well, I guess he can use his sister's Uncle Sam outfit, yeah. which, uh, which is where we kind of reveal, and it's revealed more so in a later line, that the Dean has invented a sister. Yeah, this as, was this was either brought up in a commentary or a Harmontown. It's, I remember hearing this before, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's mentioned his sister before this moment. Yeah. But it, it's come up in some outside interview uh, where either Dan Harmon or, uh, or the Dean himself yeah. uh, has said... Uh, Jim Rash has said how he he's invented the sister to just you know to cover yeah to justify to justify why, why he has, has all these feminine outfits to women's clothes yeah uh, and also as we later learn in the episode uh, the dean's sister in quotes yeah. texts Jeff all the time asking if he thinks her brother is tweets cute. it's not even text did I say tweet. text I meant yeah. tweet <laughs> it's tweets I, that I I forgot about that line and that's a great line that's fantastic. Uh, and this is also where the the classic community gag of um, of Jeff Jeff says he has a zinger, yeah. and Abed etches onto the side of the classic table. Wingers. Classic wingers, <laughs> yeah. And then it, uh, something about abs. Yeah, uh, Annie makes a sassy reference. You know, we can't all spend all our time working on our abs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff notches ab mentions. Yeah. Uh, and then, then Britta says something, and, and Troy laughs and makes a notch, and we see that his just says notches. Notches. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh that's a goodie. Yeah, that's a great joke. Join us next week for more great jokes. <laughs> this has been great jokes. <laughs> With Matt and Andrew. Yeah. With Mandrew. Uh my next note is Eliza Coop. Okay. Good for you. She she shows <laughs> up uh as the head of Secret Service. Uh well I wouldn't call her head of Secret uh, but Service. But of this of this Yeah, division. she's in charge of this yeah, operation. That's what I meant. Okay. Excuse me. She's not like CAA mistress. No, she's no. <laughs> no. She, but she's in charge of this operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she's Agent Robin Volers. Yes, and she's played by Eliza Coop of the. Uh, I would say the more successful of at least two pairings of uh, people from Happy Endings and people from Community. Uh, the second uh, that I'm referring to, uh, of course, is the ill-fated fourth season, which was run by a couple Happy Endings writers. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, But I was a big fan of Happy Endings, rest in peace to that show, and uh, it's nice to see a cast member show up here. You know, and according to Time to Be, she's only in this one episode. Yeah. 
which I think a lot of people uh, do this thing where the, when the season's over, they look back and they go like, oh yeah, they were in three episodes. No, they were just in no, one. Just the one. Like that's like a, I think that's a sign of good writing, right? Like where, where yeah, you can. Yeah, she makes an impact. She, yeah, it's a character makes an impact to such a point where you think it's an overarching storyline. But nah, just one and done. And if only, and if only maybe he even references her later. Like that makes you think like, oh yeah, she was in that episode. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. Uh, the, no, I'm the, not going to. <laughs> There is, of course, the line in, in, in a season five episode when uh, Britta asks Abed if you're going to have another intense burst of compatibility with a woman you'll never see again, which, of course, is a reference to this, among other things. And it did count in the CFL. Yes. To, as a reference. Did it? It better have. Well, I, I could see an argument being made that that's not a specific reference to anything. Here we go. Um, this is Here we go. Theoretical F- the- the- FL. Theoretical CFLs. I have one later, but I... Yeah, I have one later. I have one later. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to get to another theoretical CFL. For a second. Or hypothetical, even. Um, okay, so they search Abed's backpack. And they, they don't they find... They search Abed's backpack. They search Abed's backpack. Uh, they don't find anything that could threaten the vice president's life. But uh, as the other Secret Service agent points out, that he could write him a warning... For this bootleg uh, Avatar DVD, Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's all just—it's all a movie that I have no interest in. You <laughs> mean both of them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think the joke works mo- so much better because it is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. And then Abed says, well, "You should have warned me a week ago." Zing. Yeah. Uh, what I'm curious about. Uh, let's 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 say. Let's say I know a guy who, who, who illegally downloads a lot of movies. <laughs> Let's say hypothetically that I know a person like that. Hmm. I would say I've never seen that person with a, a physical DVD since, I, I'm going to say, the last time that would have occurred would be like, geez, I don't know, 20, 2007 at let the me, latest. Let me, I, you, I think it's interesting that he's got a, a bootleg DVD, a physical did DVD. Did Avatar The Last Airbender come out that year, 2011? Uh, the year that the episode aired? Ask friend of the friend of the show, Phil Vecchio, I bet he knows. Is he into that? He loves that movie. That movie? Yeah. The Last Airbender? He loves the movie. Did he watch the cartoon? I Probably. I mean, because if he did, he probably doesn't. Or, or I mean, if he does love the movie, he probably didn't watch the cartoon. Uh, I think he likes both. He's a real uh, he's a real Shyamalan defender. Is he? Oh, well, Shyamalan wasn't involved with the cartoon. No, but he. But that's why yeah. he liked the movie. What? Yeah. Phil. <laughs> we are of course talking about uh, Phil Vecchio of, uh, of, of Radio, Radio Rendo Man and Popsicles and fame. Not Popsicles. Uh, Pillage Pillage Cast is what I meant to say. It's all it's all with a P. Anything with a P, I have to say. Yeah, picture, I'm on Popsicles. Picture Start Popsicles Pillage Cast. We're it's the, all the same. We're, we're, we should be called the Penview what Network. What the fuck was this movie called? Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, they took the Avatar out because it was for, just called The Last Airbender then. And, but that's what I was trying to find. It came out in 2010, so it probably would have been coming out on DVD okay, around this time. Because that's because my reasoning there would be that Abed, being the film snob that he is, mm-hmm. would want the the full DVD experience. Yeah. So he would want even the special features. Okay, so he wouldn't just be having. So he would have the full DVD file so burned you, onto a disc. You wouldn't need to burn that onto a disc to get access to those videos, though. Maybe he. Maybe he knows a guy. Okay. Where he buys the disc from. Okay. But look, he lives in dorms. Dorms now are high tech. You can't download shit in dorms. Because you get caught. Yeah. Okay. I've never lived in a dorm. 
Well, me neither, and also, I don't heard, do that sort of thing. My, I've heard my, stories. My friend who I know, he doesn't live in a dorm either, so he doesn't live I've in a dorm. I've heard stories <laughs> about dorm life. And, and also, the I, I also hear the internet sucks in dorms. So, because mm, okay. c- considering, you know, it's like a, a hundred people with all using the same internet. I'm, yeah, I'm now curious to know if Phil liked the cartoon. I'm going to figure I, this out. Please investigate. I'm going to investigate. Uh, we, we might update if anyone a- tells us or asks yeah. us. Yeah. So um, uh, write it on a postcard. Yep. Yeah, it's on a postcard. At, at Shut Up, up Lend Pod. Pod. Um, <laughs> where, where are we? Uh, Eliza Coop found the, the bootleg DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're introducing the candidates. Uh, okay. My note. We're doing applause meters. My note comes in, in this somewhere. So go through it. We're going through Who's it. Who's first? Garrett Lambert. Garrett Lambert who who was just looking lined for up the ice cream. cream. Yeah. Cuz uh, the dean said line up by the ice cream machine if you want to run. Yeah. And and uh he just grabbed the first person next to the ice cream machine and that yeah. was Garrett Lambert. Yes. Who who just said I like ice cream and uh he got an applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's how he made it past the primaries. Yeah, he's a candidate. Yeah. Uh who's next? Was it Vicky? My note is about Leonard specifically, so I I'm Leonard might be next. Checked out until Leonard. Cuz Leonard just goes and I th- I think that might be the one from our theme song. Oh yes, because it has a little, the, the little ring at the end, the mic spike or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So that is the one from Feedback. our theme song. That's yeah. what it's called. Mike Spike is a friend of mine. <laughs> okay. What are you typing? Are you asking? For I'm, at, I'm, ty- I'm posting on Phil's Facebook right okay, now. Good. I expected you to keep going with the list. I'm sorry, but you did not. Uh, well, there's Leonard. There's there's Vicky. Uh, Starburn shows up. Um, I mean, Annie goes up there and says, I'm Addie Edison and I want to help get rid of the black school. mold. Well, she says mold later. I think she opens with, I just want to make changes or something. Okay. Yeah. Mold becomes a party school platform. Improvements. Yeah, school improvements. Uh, what's your Leonard don't? Oh, it was about the raspberry. Oh, right. Okay. And then the, the final one, uh, well, we, have we talked about everyone? Pierce. Oh, Pierce Jeff. gets up there. Well, Jeff is the last one. I thought. Oh yeah, I guess Vicky because it's a surprise. One. Vicky, who's a girl? Yeah, uh, girl, yellow shirt, hat, magnitude, magnetic attitude. As we learned, his that's what his name means. Yeah. Do you think he was born magnetic attitude, and he just he no. uh, portmanteaued it? No, that's absurd. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> his real name is so much more real. Uh, Luke Youngblood. What is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's better than Moon Bloodgood. Who, uh, that, is she from Fringe? That's, that's a lady. She might have been on Fringe. I know she was in a vampire movie. I'm thinking of the main lady. Oh, she was on Journeyman. You're thinking of Anna Torv. I am. Moon Bloodgood was on... How did I come up with Anna Torv and not... Earlier, I couldn't remember... Who couldn't I remember earlier? Moon Bloodgood was... The, she was a regular on Journeyman, if you recall that show. Were you into that? Real I deep? loved that show. Well, you and Lillespie need to talk more about that main guy. Cause Kevin McKidd, who was great in Trainspotting. Lillespie loves Kevin McKidd. Journeyman. I'm told he's on Grey's Anatomy. It's not something that I've Oh, he is. In. Oh, he is. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't watch that, but I loved him in Trainspotting. I loved him on Journeyman. I uh, wish I hadn't Moon Bloodgood, of course, was his wife. His waff. Um, he was on Rome. And uh, looks like he was in Brave, because mm-hmm. he is Scottish, and that's required. Yeah, every Scot was in Brave. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't also in How to Train Your Drugan. <laughs> he's uh, he's in the new Toy Story thing, right? He's he's the dinosaur. Yeah, guy. Uh, cheers to a great Scotsman, just, Kevin McKidd. So no one's confused. We when we say new Toy Story thing, we don't mean Toy Story Four. We're talking about <laughs> no. there's a TV special called The Toy That Time Forgot or something. Yep. Uh, and it will feature dinosaur toys. Yes. 
just in case any confusion out there, everyone yeah. got excited. <laughs> or or in the future when Toy Story 4 exists, people are like, wow, they were planning it that far Did back. Did you see Brave? Yeah, yeah. His name is Lord MacGuffin. Is he someone they had to chase after for no reason? I mean, if he was the father of somebody, because the, the, the kind of MacGuffin of the film was that the girl has to get married. Hmm. His name is Lord MacGuffin. I mean, that was a real name at some point, you got to realize. I mean, yeah. I think only uh, our good friend Hitchcock made that into a but uh, into you're a, weird a good friend. Thing. But what I'm saying is... Or was it pre-Hitchcock? Let's uh, talk about the etymology of the word not, MacGuffin. Well, you know what? We've gone too far. He... <laughs> I like to see how far I can push it. He played Batman in a Justice League movie. Yeah, I knew that. Of course I did. Uh, I know everyone who played Batman. Let's talk about the G... G-N-N-N-C? It was, I think it was G-C-T-V is okay. what they called it. Greendale College Television. Um, hosted by Troy T-Roy and Abed in the morning and what? Abed, but it's tris, tris, it's Trispic. It could be here we go. Troy Butt Soup Boom Barnes. Oh yeah, Troy Butt Soup Barnes. <laughs> As he said, what? That's my name. <laughs> uh, they call this Decision Gate, Gateway to Election Road. Let me ask you this, uh-huh. Andrew. Daily Show. What is Butt Soup? You don't know. Is it is it Santorum? What is that? Is it diarrhea? What is it? Oh, that might be. It. I was thinking of just like you know when you got butt sweat. That's butt oh, soup you think to that's me. butt soup? Yeah. You don't know what Santorum is? Santorum. Google you keep it. saying that like it's a real thing. Google, isn't that a, it's absolutely a real? Isn't thing. Isn't that a politician's name? And it's also because of because of because uh, Google it. Did the politician make that name? I cannot believe you have not heard of this. I don't. This is absurd. I don't to follow me. poop blogs like Answers, you do. Excuse me. I follow <laughs> poop podcasts. <laughs> Uh, no, San- this was a thing. So Santorum, the politician, Rick Santorum, famously very anti-gay. Oh, right. And he accidentally... Nope. Nope. So, on purpose? Uh, well, no, someone else on purpose. Uh, oh. I believe it was, I believe Dan Savage was the driving force behind this. I could be wrong oh. about that. well, okay. But, uh, t- t- they, they, he decided to Google bomb him, which is, he, he, he created, a, he created Santorum as a term. Which is the frothy frothy mixture of oh, anal lube like, and oh, and uh, butt soup that forms after that is a byproduct of anal sex sometimes, and uh, and got everyone to to always click on that when they Google Santorum so that it became the number one result. That's insane. It's for a good cause though. I mean, that's still kind of a little insane. <laughs> I can't believe you have never heard of this. No. Well, because you know my thoughts on Dan Savage. Yeah, but you watched The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. Uh, not with any kind of regularity. Okay, there was big big talk about that at the time. Um, I think right. I'm going to end up watching Last Week Tonight more than either of those two shows. Well, we're off topic now. I saw I saw some Santorum I couldn't resist. How many steps back do we got to go to get back to community? <laughs> Butt soup. Okay, just, just the one. Uh, yeah. Um, so I have written down all of the details on the candidates. Okay. Do you want you? So you, there's some graphics slash by you. You jump in with what they say. Uh, I I don't I didn't write that down. Oh, okay, well n- nothing jumped out at you. Mm, I I mean some our, a magnetic attitude was one of them. Okay, well we start with Annie Edison. Yeah, her quote is I believe in Greendale. Yeah, she her age is listed as 19. Yeah, as uh. Do you have Googling. a theoretical CFL for this? Oh what? W- is would this be one of your theoretical CFLs? No, for, I only have one for saying Greendale. Oh, it is a quote by her. Do you think, hypothetically, it would have to have been said within the episode because 
She would because yeah, she, she would have had to say it to make it on this credit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'd right. count that. All right. I would too. You've convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, we did some googling. This episode originally aired in February of 2011. Yep. So at that time she was 19, which makes sense. Which yeah, it adds up. Checks Tro- out. Troy just turned 21. Technically, he only thought he was 20. Yeah. So they were only a, a year apart in school yeah. years. Yes. Uh, but they're two years apart in real life, more or less. Yes. Or not, in Greendale life, whatever. In real real life, they're like what five years apart. Uh, or do you think she's much older? I think. Well, she's older. Is she older than her. him? Well, she play. I mean. She's like 30-something, I think. She's not quite 30 yet. Uh, well, she plays like a, a housewife on Mad Men. I mean, look at her. She's 31. Mm, shit. She's 31, and Dong Lover is... He's 27. 30, so only a year apart. Wow, okay. Um, well, we just broke the illusion. <laughs> we, you, we And Abed's like 35 with children, so... Yeah, that creeps me out. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't like to know that. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> uh, he's th- th- exactly right. Thirty-five with children. Two children. Abed's a dad. <laughs> to twins. Oh. Uh, all right. He's also he's completed completed several marathons. I don't <laughs> like. I don't he's like an to, achieved man. Listen, I'm sure Danny Pudi is a great guy. I don't like to think about it because of how different it is from Abed. <laughs> all right. So Annie, age nineteen. For every person, well, for most everyone, they list also ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, which for hers is listed as hot. Yep, ethnicity hot. And boobs. Yes. Boobs is a category for her, and yeah. it just says yes. Yes. And then her party, as in political party, is yeah. school improvement. Yes. Um. So given that ethnicity hot and boobs yes, Troy wrote these, or I'm gonna at say least yes. hijacked this one? I'm going to say Troy wrote these, yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. So, next up is Leonard. Yep. Leonard Rodriguez. Ooh, hit the mic. Yep. Quote, I remember all wars. Yes. Uh, they, I wrote this down. They mentioned that he changed his last name yeah. to court the Hispanic vote. Yes. Um, do you remember what his previous last name was? Nope. Can you look that up while yes. I do more talking? Yes. Uh, his, his age is listed as indeterminate. Yep. Which makes me a little sad. I wish they'd uh, nailed that down. Or maybe, <laughs> do you think they were going with the whole... Uh, Dan Harmon mentioned before that... Leonard's supposed to be like the spirit guide to Greendale as a school. Like uh, he's he's just always there. And he's, he's always, always there. Yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah, a constant. Know. He's the constant. Uh, His ethnicity is listed as non-Hispanic. Briggs. All right then, Leonard Briggs. Yeah. Uh, his nickname, <laughs> Kid Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> Do you think maybe he lived in Cincinnati for a while? He was a boxer. Perhaps. Okay. Uh, I have uh, here. So. Uh, Leonard, I'm on the community wiki right now. Leonard Rodriguez, a.k.a. Bucket of Guts. I don't remember when that was his nickname. That could have been one of the documentary war ones. That's true. Uh, Leonard Briggs, The Human Raisin, which is from this episode. This is from this episode, and that's so yeah. great. Yeah. That's what I got. Uh, occupation, retired Korean war veteran, in parentheses, North Korean Army. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Good stuff. And Leonard's party is Wig. Yes. Uh, community wiki, by the way, lists his date of birth as 1920s. Well, I think we find out that later. Just saying. Um, next candidate. Candidate. Next candidate. Alex Starburns Osborne. And his quote is, that is hot. Yes. Is this a reference to Paris Hilton? I was going to ask you the same Would you thing. count that as a pop culture reference then? No, because her the phrase that she trademarked, and, and I 
wouldn't have thought that I know this, but I do, is that's hot. I mean, that is is just the non-contractual form Listen, of. If you're gonna, if if something is copyrighted, it's got to be exact. I Maybe think. that's why they couldn't say it because it's copyrighted. Maybe. Uh, his age is forty-six. Yes. Very specific on the age here. Yep. Ethnicity Cambodian. Yep. DJ name is Sparkles. Sure. And party, of course, legalization. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Winger. His yep. quote: "I regret nothing." Yep. His weight is fit. Ethnicity, Northern European. Uh, European. European. He is from European. Uh-huh. I am Northern European. <laughs> and here they, they write, uh, they mean to write kryptonite, but they, they leave out the R. Kryptonite. And his kryptonite is women's tears. Yeah. Uh, I really like his, the glamour shot photo they use for his, with his impossibly blue eyes, which I believe are photoshopped. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and to note later when they, when they do Vicky's photo, hers is literally the exact image that we saw of her earlier standing at the podium, standing yeah. at the microphone, which like, is because that's all that we know her from. Yeah. I think that's the joke, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is we've, we shout out to popsicles. We've been, we've talked on a few episodes now about great instances of, uh, pictures and movies and tv shows that are clearly just stills from like that actor's other project yeah like there's a moment in in, in kings of the christus skull when he looks at a picture of his dad which oh. is just obviously a still from last crusade yeah oh yeah yeah uh and jeff's party is libertarian yeah that makes sense i mean that makes total sense yeah uh magnitude he actually has a quote here from keats yes <laughs> he's awake who thinks himself asleep yes <laughs> His age is listed as 16. Yeah, very young. So, as we mentioned in one of our early episodes uh, regarding a season four Ugh, heroic origins, gross. where Magnitude shows up at a party uh, supposedly when Annie and Troy are in high school. Yeah. Uh, Magnitude shows up Which at would this keg party. 14? Oh. Uh, at the oldest? Much younger, I'd say. Well, 14 at the oldest, because if Annie's 19 now. This is at least three years ago, I'd say. Yeah, but Annie's 19 now. It could conceivably be in the beginning of her senior year when she would be 17. No, this was end of senior year. This was the, the this same party was the one where Troy does his keg stand and, yes, and I'm saying Annie, Annie jumps through Annie's the glass. Annie's 19 now. Yeah. So she she could have been 18 then. No, that'd be a year ago. Well, she could have been 17 then, though. Hmm. Anyway. Listen, I think it's dumb and stupid yeah. and I don't honor it, but he could. I'm saying there's a possibility he could have been 14 at the party. Which I, I think is ridiculous, okay. and I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, either way, it's, I'm it's insane. I'm going to pretend that episode didn't happen. His eye color is listed as ultraviolet. Yep. His workout mix, black-eyed peas. Gross. Yeah, right? And uh, under party, you know it. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pierce Hawthorne, his mm-hmm. quote is, screw you. Yep. Age, 66, dick. Yep. Comma, uh, dick. <laughs> it just says, uh, it's in trivia. Yep. Followed BNL for a summer. Yeah, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, that made-up band. Uh, You're claiming they're made up now? <laughs> Canada's not a real country. It's like Narnia. Ugh. So his favorite Roman great, emperor... Great band. If I had a million dollars... Then I'd buy shit I'm for me. I'm singing a BNL song. Is it? There's a great callback in that song. They said, buy you a fur coat, but not a real fur coat. That's cruel. And then later on, I'd buy you a green dress, but not a real green dress. That's cruel. It's a lot of fun. Great song. Great band. Sticking with it. I don't. What's the green dress joke? I don't get it. Because early in the song they said, "I'd buy you a fur coat, but not a real fur coat." That's cruel. So then later yeah, that, on they say, "That is cruel." I'd I mean, buy you a green you know, dress. Fur trade is, is, but not a real green dress. Very terrible. That's cruel. I mean, to make a joke of the fur See, trade as you're doing right now, 
you might as well be siding with Cruella DeVille and start skinning up puppies. You know, yeah. I when I watch that old episode of The Simpsons, I I root for him to make that greyhound coat with all the puppies. I don't care if they were a bunch Is of little Rory Is that where that song, See My Vest, comes from? Yes. Yeah, okay. Good. I like this that. This is Shut Up, Smithers. Just the Shut Up Mole Man, by the mole way. Mole Man, yep. I've t- <laughs> yeah. I went right to Mole Man and you said Smithers. What happened was I had a picture of Mole Man in my head. I could see him in my head, but I panicked and said Smithers. <sighs> um, Pierce's favorite Roman emperor is Caligula. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, this is, this is clearly just a joke on that. Uh, Pierce would ruin everything. What are you saying? You know, Caligula... You know, he, he he wasn't a good emperor. Yeah, but clearly he was also known for like having just lots of. Oh right, there was that movie. Yeah. There was that movie, the pornographic film with Helen Mirren. That Pierce would be in, and the future Community guest star Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. I get to say it like that. <laughs> future Community guest star. Well, I choose not to honor that season. So. I know. Uh, his party is the Pierce. Okay, I've got an update on the Phil Vecchio uh, uh, Avatar situation. I'm glad this is happening live. <laughs> he has never seen the cartoon. Oh, of course. He likes the movie a lot. God damn it, Phil. <laughs> Tell Phil to listen to this episode. I'm going to explain right now why that's the wrong way to do everything. Don't live your life like this. The Last Airbender cartoon is fantastic. Uh, I don't it, agree with that. It tells a great story. Not having seen it. You haven't seen it? You haven't seen this cartoon? Yeah. Then you need to just watch this cartoon. Eh, it's baby show. Uh, it's it's so great. It's not a baby show at all. Uh, it tells a really deep, involved story. It's uh, it's not like a, uh, I don't know. It's like a, a long epic tale. Uh, I I think the payoffs are all good. Uh, I think you know, I, but I, my stance right now is to not watch Legend of Korra after you're done with it. Yeah, Legend of Korra is the follow-up series, and the first season of that I thought was really bad. How do you, if I'm gonna say I have no stake in this? How is stake spelled there? Uh, S T A K E. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. You're, you're not. You don't have any meat in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but I hear that subsequent seasons of Legend of Korra get better because they they don't rush it. Yeah, because uh, from what I could tell, they didn't know they were getting a season two on that, so they just wrapped up that ending real quick, and it was dumb. Hmm. But uh, Avatar: Last Airbender, pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. Did and you I, see the film? Uh, not no, because I like the cartoon. So too how much. can you say? I've seen enough. Mm. I one day I will watch that film, <laughs> and I will just hate M Night Shyamalan so bad. Yeah. Why though? It doesn't. You he, that film being shitty doesn't undo the cartoon the cartoon no, no, no. still exists so, so why are you mad at him because that movie should have been good because then they should have made more all right i guess i can see you. i can agree with you on that like the movie if the movie was good yeah we would have a second and probably third so it's like how i feel about the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy film exactly okay like i love it so like the movie doesn't ruin it but it's a wasted opportunity it's, yeah exactly okay. super wasted Okay. And especially, and I, I kind of, I'm, I was also mad at the the Avatar James Cameron film because yeah. it swapped, it sw- swooped on that name. Remember that was like a big joke. That thing that was like the 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 Adele Dazeem of that year was Arnold Schwarzenegger pronouncing Avatar all the time. How did you say it? He said Arnold, but it was just kind of funny with that. He's Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a fun thing that year. <laughs> okay. Shout he out should, to 2009. He should, he should be in that sequel. <laughs> or 2010 or whatever That Avatar was. sequel. Yeah. I want to hear him say it in a movie. <laughs> in the own in the movie. Yeah. Get to your Avatar! <laughs> okay. 
Are we done yet? No. He was uh, always Garrett telling Lambert. me to get places. The Chopper, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Lambert, his quote is, I like ice cream, and yeah. listed as all of his allergies, which include pollen, penicillin, pet dander, peanuts, strawberries, ragweed, dust, hay, gluten, dairy, water, etc. Yeah. Dairy, and his quote is, I love ice cream. Yeah, he's not a smart man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we still need to save Garrett. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, there's just a picture of her and her name. Yeah, Vicky. no, nothing else. No last name. Yeah, not even of tempted details. From you know, from uh, you know, humble origins, Vicky would 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 become a great character in later episodes. Yeah, romantically entangled. With fat Ulysses <laughs> Neil. Yeah, <laughs> with our own. I, I genuinely did it the way Jeff did it in the episode. Then, uh, and as they point out in the commentary, some. Uh, I just saw Doctor Doom. Sorry. <laughs> You just you just heard my live reaction to seeing the new Doctor Doom in the new movie. <laughs> oh my god! Um, We're going to talk about that off air. Okay. Uh, she well, does, let's get this episode done. She does have hilarious dancing in the second paintball episode. Oh okay. Um, yeah, that that's that's all I was trying to say before that happened in front of me. Um, so what's next? What's after this? My next note is about the ass crack bandit. I have a note before that. Okay. Uh, so Annie and Jeff are arguing. This is just before the debate starts. You're, you're looking at me like that's not true. <laughs> no, just keep going. You're stonewalling me over here. <laughs> My thoughts were somewhere else. And I was <laughs> just going to let you talk. Right yeah. at me. Uh, and, and at one point, uh, Annie says, I'm sorry I made you hang. I asked you to hang flyers. Please don't do this. And you kind of oh. realize how petty Jeff is being and that that's that's really is all Annie did when she asked him to help him help her hang flyers he didn't want to do it that's that's later and now I have it no it's it's absolutely not because I have I wrote down Ice Cracker Bandit when it happened and I have it written down here okay then I then they do that they have a similar argument later as well Uh, with that exact I had a question earlier that I forgot to mention do you remember other so when Jeff shows up on the on the stage to be running even though he had said previously how stupid government is and he hates politicians, and Annie said, I'm going to make changes, and then Jeff is clearly running just to screw with Annie. Yeah. Um, there are, this is, a, this is a, a typical kind of episode thing for Community, where Jeff gets involved with something Annie cares about to make fun of it. Yeah. Can you recall? I can't recall specifically, though, another instance of it. I uh, know that it's happened before, though, yeah, or will definitely. again in season three, yeah. so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's like a thing where Annie... Annie and I think it plays up to their character very well, their characters very well. Annie, she's she's naive in a way, yeah. Um, and, but that allows her to have such optimism that she'll go into something, uh, believing that she can make a difference, she can make a change, yeah. she can be a positive influence. Yeah. Jeff is world weary, well, and just very petty, and, and, we'll, petty, and yeah. we'll go in just to spite Annie. Yeah, he he it, he spites many people, but Annie yeah. I think is is the easiest is his his common target yeah he because sees, she's he's, so optimistic he sees a beautiful flower and he only wants to cut it down <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's how he's lived his life yeah and uh he just sees he sees no problem with that yeah and uh whenever he does it to annie annie usually brightens him in a way yeah where he's like you know what you actually do care or, like or a, yeah or that maybe life matters it's like a frank <laughs> capra movie or the first episode of scorpion yeah <laughs> um so yeah, so they have that little discussion that you talk about. Yeah. Uh, then the ass crack bandit is my next note. This is so exciting A-S-S-C-C-K. because 
that's harder than Slacktory. We didn't think we didn't uh, think Alex Machina of Slacktory.com. Who did our theme song, which you can find at Slacktory.com. Which a portion of our theme song comes in this episode. Yeah. Belated thanks. Yeah, sorry, Alex. We should get him a card. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, A S S C R A C K Bandit. This is uh, for those of you who are listening in order for some reason or just haven't gotten <laughs> to season five. In season five, Ass Crack Bandit comes back around. Yeah, one of in the debate, one of Annie's promises is she'll deal with the uh, fugitive known only as the Ass Crack Bandit. Yeah. Which then, of course, is the subject of an entire episode in season five. Yeah. Which they reference back to the fact that the Ass Crack Bandit existed back then. Back then, and then yeah. comes back around. Yeah. Uh, crazy good stuff. Crazy good. Good, good stuff. Uh, Abed has a moment with uh, Agent Volers. Robin Volers. Um, where she asks him, why did he have to repeat the first grade? Yeah. Which that's a thing we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and he lists off reasons why. What, Maybe what that's it, why Troy and Abed, uh, yeah. one of, another reason why they get they along. Sync they both up. had to repeat a grade. Mm-hmm. Repeat a grade. Yeah. Was Troy's third or second? I don't recall. Or fifth? I don't recall. I think it was fifth. I'm having a positive reaction to fifth. Okay. If I keep saying numbers? <laughs> yeah, just let's go through some numbers. Ninth? Nope. Eleventh? No. Sixth? No. Fifth? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great game. Great yeah. game. <laughs> Good game. Good game. We, <laughs> we stand in a line and high five. <laughs> That'd be a short high five line. It would. Uh, what's your next note? Uh, the Greendale map. Oh, uh, yeah. Say words. So they show the Greendale map. Uh, during the um, the GCTV yeah. uh, with Troy Buttsuit Barnes and Abed Nadir. Um, and, and they say uh, Annie has 49%, Jeff has 49%, pretty even race, even yeah. though there's a margin of error of 98%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and on this map, uh, you know, a couple of buildings are named after people. Borchard Hall. Uh, Borchard Hall and... Uh, I can't remember some of the others, but because I, I didn't write down what I did write down, we we you noticed the international dorms. There, yeah, there's international dorms where, where Pavel and maybe Abed. Presum- maybe well, I mean, they're neighbors, they're bo- so presumably they live. Yeah, why they? They're in the same building. They're in the same building, uh, and then the domestic dorms is yes. what they call it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then new library and yeah. old library. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, interesting to get a a map, which I think later on we get a map as well in one of the pillow. Pillow in the pillow, yeah. pillow fort versus Blanketsburg yes, or whatever it's called. I believe we do. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to see if these match maps match mm-hmm. map match mm-hmm. with your host Chuck Woolery. I don't support that. I don't, I don't want him on this network. I uh, can't think of another obscure game show host name. Gene Rayburn. Yeah, that's Rest the one peace. I was trying to think of. Rest in peace. Sorry, He's no longer with us. And that makes sense because matches in the title. Yeah. Uh, I just I'm gonna go I'm gonna go walk out that door and keep walking. Yep. Uh, my next note is about the faith video. I have two notes before that. Go. So in the ticker underneath the uh, constant news updates, uh, some some a lot of fun things come later, but an early fun thing is chicken finger shortage continues. Yes. In the CNN style news feeder ticket yeah. ticker feeder. Uh, and then this is where I have the note about Jeff lecturing Annie about um, Annie says, I'm I'm I'll, I'm the one who wants to run for this position because I want to make changes. And then Jeff says something like, like, you you feel entitled to this position. Yeah, that, you feel that's you definitely it. later. The one I was talking about yeah. was where Annie specifically calls him out of literally all she did was ask him to hang flyers. And he said, screw you. I'm going to ruin your shit. Um, but I think that's what do you think of that? Jeff lecturing on entitlement yeah i think like that's 
he's so far removed from his own entitlement there. Yeah. Because that's how that's how he became a lawyer. He he literally thought I'm good enough. Yeah. And just took on the title. See, I th- I think with Jeff it's a different thing. I don't think he thought I'm good enough and took on the title. He he thought I want that. I'm going to take it. I think he's more. That's, of a, I think that's still entitlement though. Uh, it's a different kind. It's it's it's. But I think that's the kind a, that he's accusing Annie of having. Yeah. Where Annie Annie wants to use the system. She's willing to go through the system to yeah. get elected. Yeah. I mean that's that's what she has to do. Yeah. Uh, I think I think. She could have easily, in, in the study room at the beginning of the episode, when the dean said, we need a president, if she said, I volunteer, he would have said, oh, good, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she decided to go through the whole system. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's odd, Jeff lecturing on entitlement. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, for me, it shows how, how distance he is from his own... Well, that's re- kind of the point here, but recognizance by, by of, the end of the episode, they realize that they're both wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Annie's less wrong. Let's, well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what she does to Jeff, yeah, what we're about to talk about. Well, actually, no, I think Annie is just as wrong. She just happens to have a, a good cause as a byproduct of her wrongness. Well, what is she wrong about? Well, what she admits in that episode, she's just in it to, she just wants to win. She just feels she... Do you really think, free. though? Yeah, because I mean, she says that. She says it, but Jeff is the one who brought it up. I feel like maybe she's giving in to Jeff because she wants that kiss, that kissy kiss. No, I think... Kissy I, kiss no, on the Jeffy I, lips. I, nope, I, nope. She wants what the Dean can never have. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I, th- I, 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 I think a boating accident, maybe. Sorry, I'm, I'm jawsing. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think she really did have that realization about uh, her motivations. Well, yeah, she said she wanted Jeff to like her. Yeah. And Jeff said, I want you to like me. Yeah. And then they said, well, if we like each other so much, why don't we go back? And then Pierce walked in. Yeah. Ruined everything. Uh, do you have another note before the thing? Before the faith video? <laughs> the faith video. <laughs> Um, I have a note about it. Oh, okay. Well, I have at least three notes about it. Okay. Well, I guess it would be nice <laughs> if I was on MTV. Is that how it goes? On MTV's real world. <laughs> um, specifically, this is mm, his audition tape. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> for the real world Seattle. Yeah. From 1997. Yeah. Um, where he parodies that song. Faith. That we're doing. We're talking about. By George Michael, or as Joel McHale calls him on the commentary, George Michaels. <laughs> Easy mistake. Yeah. Uh, Jeff also probably says Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I'm calling him. I call everyone by the characters' names. I can't do it. Uh, what is your note about that? Age. Yeah, I definitely marked. He says he was like 19. Yeah. So now going by, let's do on your math. Source, I'll do. I'll let you. Well, do I math. have it written down already. Whoa! Okay, I did man. math before. Go smarty. <laughs> so if we go by 78. What? Am I right? What you, that was a guess. He, what, he was 78 years old? He was what born in 1978. Oh, if he was 19. That was, that's wrong. That's off by at least well, a year. I don't... Uh, 97 minus 19. No, that would be right. Oh, uh, the point, but the point is, I went with... Uh, so if he turned 40 in 2014, oh. that would make him 23 at the time. Oh, okay. In 1997. Uh, or if if we go by the now rendered non-canon driver's license from the uh, mm-hmm. episode with the football party, uh, he would then be 26 at the time. Huh. But uh, I'm the one s- in the football party is his actual age. Yes. Joel McHale's real age. And he was 26 in 1997. Uh, so I'm going to say the current canon is he was 23 during the time of that video. Yeah. I think him saying he was like 19, perhaps that was a scripting thing because Annie is specifically 19 in this episode. Yeah. So it's to show that they're 
that Jeff was once young and optimistic. Yeah. So much so that he thought he could be on television, yeah. which that was also a and popularity he thought, contest. Do, he thought doing so, he thought the way to do so was to dress up as George Michael and sing a, a, a real world uh, a, a audition themed parody of Faith. I think at the time that was the way to do it. When did Faith come out? Like 96 or 95? Did it? I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I know nothing about music, but I, I know this. I put in faith into, into, into Wikipedia. <laughs> That's going to give you a lot of results. Uh, you got to go to the disambiguation. Yeah, 1987. So oh, I was Jesus. right. Uh, Are we sure that they say 97 audition tape then? Yeah. No, 87 would be too early for him to be, he'd be like 16. Yeah, so I, I was correct. Hmm. Suck it. Um, did it have but, a resurgence but for here, some reason? It did, and yeah. I'll tell you why. And there's a terrible... No, there's a terrible, terrible. Ver- uh, uh, it had a single why. release. It was covered. Oh no! Yeah, get ready. Let me let me get trying to have the year it was covered uh, to see if that's ninety seven. Okay, in ninety eight. So this would have been too late to cover. Huh? Interesting. But it did have a resurgence when it was covered. Try to guess who would have covered this in nineteen ninety eight. And, is it, it, and it would have been popular. Is it a band or a single it's person? A band. And you know how sometimes the cover will get popular enough that if you go to the song's Wikipedia page, it'll have a sex, separate subsection just for the cover? Yeah. It was at least popular enough to have that. Huh. Who was big in 98? It's not a boy band, is it? Uh, I mean, there are boys in it. <laughs> Jackson 5? <laughs> no. They reunited? <laughs> they got mad together. Should, can, you want me to tell you the uh, album it came from? Yeah, yeah. $3 bill, y'alls. Y'all is Y-A-L-L dollar sign. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Is this some kind of rap version? Uh, oh, no. It's some kind of rap rock version. Te- who? who? Limp, Limp Bizkit. Oh, come on. Limp Bizkit, Covered Faith. Was Limp Bizkit ever fresh? Or uh, were they always limp? Uh, <laughs> uh, what a dark time. They also covered Behind Blue Eyes, a great uh, Who song, which they made terrible. Who? Uh, so we figure out the age discrepancy. Um, I mean, we're okay with it. Yeah. We're not dying. And also I think like 19, just a heat <laughs> I think it covers a thing and it also might be, you know, if you did that at 23 and now you're like 40, you, you might be, you might want to, you might want to fudge some of the details yeah. there. Yeah. You might be inclined to say you were 19, even though you were 23. Here's, here's crazy fan theory. Maybe what? when he was 19, he submitted a separate one. <laughs> This was just like a second or third try. <laughs> yeah. I'm 23 now. Can you picture me doing that kind of real world audition? I mean, I think Jeff was in a place where he was desperate for attention. <laughs> oh, and I, and I, and Matt, five podcast Benson isn't. <laughs> I don't see you doing a tape. Okay. I see you doing a demo real podcast style, something like that. <laughs> Sending it to Earwolf. <laughs> yeah. So for them to all giggle over. Yeah. Like you need that in your brain right now. <laughs> Okay, so I have uh, I have a CFL hypothetical. Okay. Jeff, after that embarrassing video is played, yeah. goes to hide in, in what was earlier at one point called... I got a hypothetical for you, too. The clubhouse? Because it, it seems like this is not where you're leading. Okay. Does he get pop culture points? Oh, no, this is a callback issue. No, no, for singing Faith. Oh, shit. I mean, it, as part of that rule, does it must it be within the episode? The time frame? Uh, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd give it, but, but I would you, usually, you usually have that crazy rule where if it's a, if it's a thing that's not in the episode if timeline... It, it has to happen... Unless, I, I think the exception for if it doesn't happen within the time frame of the episode mm. is if we actually see it happen, which in this case we do. 
I mean, we do watch, yeah, his faith yeah. video. And that is that is prime timeline Jeff. That is not a separate timeline Jeff. Yeah, I would count it. Um, and then uh, in the video he says real world, so I guess that would count. Yep. Uh, okay. And he says MTV. Is that MTV and real world separate, or are they one pop culture reference? Well, you would say they're one, probably. I would say they're separate. Well, how the fuck do you justify your absurd Lego Batman theory? Did I say they were separate or, or together? You said they were together. I could have remembered saying they were separate. Yeah, because of course they're separate, Andrew. I don't remember. But now. you, like a fool, said they were that counts as one reference. Oh, because it's Lego Batman. Ah! <laughs> Lego Batman is. Ah! A- <laughs> I just blew up. I think I just blew up the mic on that one. Jesus Christ! Lego and Batman are two separate but he's properties. Referring to the... and MTV's the real world is one thing, Andrew. But MTV is a company that makes the real world. Lego is a company that makes Batman products. DC made Batman. Oh, you dick! We went through this back at the time. You're just, you are reopening this old wound. <laughs> because you make no sense to me. You make no sense I to me. I have supporters. They know who they are. Ugh. They're the silent majority. Ugh. They are not the silent majority. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Can we talk for a second how that's the dumbest term ever? Silent majority? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, out of politics. My CFL hypothetical, in this moment uh, when Annie comes to find Jeff... Uh, and Jeff says, I came here to be alone. I already found the men's room doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, an episode or two ago, he was in the men's room when he was interrupted twice by Yes, women. I give that callback points. Boom, okay. Napalm is my next note. <laughs> That's an interesting note. <laughs> uh, let me do all the tickers and then we can get to Napalm. Tickers. So in this final uh, news segment, mm-hmm. uh, the ticker goes nuts with information. Before it was like chess club moves. A, well, that one was good. There thing. was a joke there, which you nah, don't, apparently a, you don't. You it's a don't, joke, but I don't think it's great. You, you know what? I we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is off. It's a pun. You love puns. <laughs> puns are great. Go eat a bowl of puns. Ched, chess club moves meeting refuses to explain why. Great. Uh, what was another great joke in those early tickers? It was like uh, basketball club loses ball. Yeah. Oh boy, it's the ball twice. That's a classic Greendale. Well, okay, that is a classic Greendale. Thank you. Um, Excuse you. So this ticker at the end here. Excuse you. We got Professor Slater still missing. Yeah, which explains why she hasn't been seen lately. Yeah. Uh, and then here's a quote: "No more paintball this spring," says Dean. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting because uh, we know well, we that know the future is different. Uh, but it wasn't his own plan. No, we'll admit that's the thing. Uh, Next on the ticker, school dance rate down 200%. Yes. Which is true. Yep. Uh, Next ticker, reports continue of mysterious air vent monster. Which is Annie's boobs. Annie's boobs, the monkey on the loose. Yup. Next on the ticker, Dean suggests end of year picnic implies western theme. Which of course would be the theme of the picnic where paintball started. Yeah. And uh, next on the ticker, Dr. Ian Duncan quits drinking again. Again, yep. And then tickers, do we watch them? Yes. <laughs> great, great stuff. Yep. Tell me about napalm. And uh, do you love the smell of it in the morning? No. Okay. Because so I don't, I, who, someone went after that film recently and I agreed with them. 
someone went after that film recently on a podcast i can't recall i recall hearing this it was probably harman town uh i well, think it might have been even jeff davis you know what and i agree with a lot of the things he went after i mean including led zeppelin let's move on i love that scene though at the french riviera or whatever it's uh, called okay that's a great scene okay uh so abed has a great moment here where he uh so the the b Volers, story with abed is that uh volers is clearly interested in him he knows this but she's gotta move on she's she's professional she's yeah. the consummate professional yes and uh, she keeps using excuses like uh searching his room as a random spot check yeah. to see him yes uh which according to the commentary there might have been a, a kiss that was cut yeah and i think that's when it would have happened yeah and i think that would have been fantastic i love seeing abed get some Okay. Uh, so as as he comes out with a uh, a way to give an excuse to uh, to get her, to, to, to get Volers to, to search him again, so he they're giving a very casually you know wrapping up the broadcast. I'm Abin Deer. Hey, did you know you can make homemade napalm out of cat food and something else? Yeah, I forgot what it was. Of uh, course you did. What, <laughs> at which point, uh, pretty great. The uh, the the headline on the ticker, not the ticker itself, but the headline above it, changes from Decision Gate to Kitty Kaboom, which is fantastic. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and then, and Troy is just very alarmed, <laughs> as you yeah. would be. Uh, um, which is a great way to end the episode. I feel. They, well, then okay. they cut to the motorcade. Yeah. Where Volers is in the car with the VP. We get a back yeah. shot of the VP and we, we hear him kind of grumbling. Seinfeld, George Steinbrenner style. We <laughs> see the back of his head and hear him mumbling. Um, and uh, there's a call. Volers answers yeah. and says, oh, we got to go on to City College because uh, there's, been, there's a, an alert on yeah. Greendale because yeah. because of what Abed says. Yeah. And then she says, I'll check it out personally. Yeah. And then we get this great mumbled this, line. Like, weirdly insulting Biden impression where he's just it's kind of like gross seeming like he burps i think yeah, yeah. oh yeah he's like, whatever. And, and then he says i just had a dream that i was a regular president <laughs> yeah which is that's such a fantastic way to put it yeah a regular president yeah <laughs> it's great uh <clears throat> good stuff good tag? stuff and then the tag yeah is abed and volers having a little date yeah, in Abed the way that watching, they can. Yeah, Abed is watching a uh, kick puncher film. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Volers is outside in a van looking in through the window. Yeah. And they communicate via a uh, lamp mic. <laughs> <laughs> and they make plans to see each other again. Yeah. But well, was... he, well, he says, when you're in town, we'll have dinner. Yeah. And she honks for yes. Yeah. Two honks for yes. Plugs? Uh, well, let's, uh, let's give a quick note about Plugs. the community. Plugs. I know. I'm sorry. In the community, they, they actually get Robert Smigel on the phone. Oh, yeah. The commentary is what you're trying to say. Yeah, commentary. You said the community. The community. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Yeah. Robert Smigel gets on the phone because apparently it's a reference to uh, uh, Dino. Uh, he's in the commentary and he calls him up because on an, another commentary for TV Funhouse, I believe yeah. they were saying, yep. they were listing off something and they got cut off because the show ended. outlines of the show that they never got to make. So they wanted to continue this on this commentary. <laughs> yes. Um, and which then I liked, and uh, you hear snippets of one of the outlines, which I guess they talked about on the TV Funhouse commentary, which is why they stopped. Uh-huh. But he's on speakerphone, so it's kind of he- hard to hear. Yeah. But from what I could hear, the the outline was two uh, two men pretend to be one woman, like like Muppet Man style, like in a trench coat, to get into the Playboy Mansion. Sure. Which I kind of love. Okay. If that was the actual outline, I don't know if it was, but I kind of uh, that's. Would that that's, have been the ambiguously gay duo? Perhaps. Who can say? <laughs> You know who voiced them? Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And John Hamm. Nope. And John Hamm played, a, they did a live action skit once and John Hamm was one of them. Okay. So don't deny me that. 
Steve Carell. Yep. There it is. That was a that was at trivia one night. Yeah. That was a great that was a great moment when I knew that. Yeah. You weren't there. Well, I I I would have known it too. Yeah. Based sure on just, we wouldn't even sure you would have. I just you would have written right down now. John Hamm and and been all proud of yourself. No, I would have said John Hamm, and then you would have said no, and I said, oh yeah, he was in the live version. Okay. When was there a live version? It was on like SNL. Some, I think it was on SNL. Huh. I could be hallucinating that completely. <laughs> Maybe I just wanted. <laughs> you to just see want it. John Hamm to play one of the members of the Ambiguous oh, The Game yeah, too. John Hamm. I'm sorry, everyone's very confused right now if they don't watch SNL or TV Funhouse yeah. or know anything about that. The Ambiguous The Game duo were a, a team of superheroes who seemed to be clearly gay, but every once in a while threw a curveball. Yeah. Um, and then after Smigel got the off the phone, the gay duo was the theme song. <laughs> there was a there was a long break in the commentary yeah. where because they someone on the commentary mentioned, oh, uh, now we're gonna have to get him to sign something. Yeah. There's, there's people frantically shuffling around in the background. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I think they were taking a, a long break to deal with that, and then yeah. they came back in and they said, oh yeah, let's just keep doing this commentary. Yep. <laughs> and then they tried to call at the very end. Uh, uh, Dino tried to call Andy Dick. Yes. And just got a voicemail. Yep. So that didn't pan out. No, unfortunately. Or uh, fortunately, depending well, on your view. Yeah, either way. Um, dick. <laughs> so the commentary, I think, is not very necessary for this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if you want to hear them just goofing off, sure. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, but other times, I think it's better, uh, especially for this episode, I think it would have been interesting to hear all the background, like how they came up with all these details about the characters, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't John Hamm. Maybe it was Jason Sudeikis and Andy Samberg, it looks like. That makes way more sense. <laughs> that makes that makes so much more sense. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I don't know. Keep going. Well, I'm gonna plugs. Figure this out. <laughs> um, I have another podcast called Nerds Eye View, and you can go listen to it uh, at nevpodcast.com or benvnetwork.com slash nev. It's where myself and a couple of my good buddies talk about movies and stuff. Nerds Eye View. Good. And we're going to cut that and use it in our theme song now. <laughs> um, it, the most recent episode uh, that we did was... I'm doing some was, dangerous Googling was, right now. It was about Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Yeah. Uh, which, if you listen to that episode, you'll just hear how much I remember about the original Sin City, which is next to nothing. Mm. Uh, so that really colors my view of this film and everyone else's, because everyone else remembers it so much better than me. It was John Hamm. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the that's a good episode. We also in that episode is uh, Nathan Schultz. Yeah, is one of our guests. Nene. Uh you know, and we didn't even bring up his goddamn comic book. I'm sorry, Nate. That's a goddamn shame. That's kind of why I had him on. It was a fun gimmick where I thought, hey, we're we're doing a movie about a comic book. Let's have a comic book guy. Yeah. His comic book called uh, Shrouded City. That's the one. You're fucking up today. <sighs> well, all I could remember was BenviewNetwork.com slash comic, which as far as I know, still directs to his website to buy it. Yes, do that. Uh, BenviewNetwork.com slash comic. That's my plug. <laughs> uh, but all, nerds of you were on Twitter at uh, NAV Podcast and my personal Twitter at SamCool11 yep. uh, and all those other whatever. Yep. Uh, go to BenviewNetwork.com. Check out all the shows I do on there. They are as follows. Uh, Shut Up Leonard, of course. Mm. Benson's Boombox. Pop Cycles. Uh, Pop Cycles Pop Cycles uh, And Matt Bruno's Wrestling Show Which recently featured the great Hal Lublin as a guest Woo. Hal Lublin of uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour Philip And welcome Fathom. to Night Vale Steve Carlsberg Steve Carlsberg Fame <laughs> uh, So ch- definitely check that out Those are all on BenViewNetwork.com You can follow me on Twitter At Dr. Matt Benson That's D-R Matt Benson uh, And you can follow the show on Twitter At Shut Up Lenpod. 
Uh, you can write us an email at shutuplearnerdpodcast at gmail.com. And you can and should do things to us on iTunes, like write a review, rate us, and subscribe to us. And you should go to Communicon. Yeah. If you love community, uh, uh, you should go. It's a fan-organized community convention. This is its third organizational effort. Yep. Uh, and uh, Dan Harmon will be there. Some writers will be there. They don't. They sometimes they announce who's the stars are going to be there, but maybe they keep it a secret because it's more fun that way. Yeah, you know. But just buy the ticket. Come. The, it's a weekend. What is it? The twenty fifth and twenty sixth of October. Yes. Yeah. Go to communicon dot org. Tumblr. There's a Tumblr you can go to with a ticket link. I mean, if you search for communicon, we did uh, this last time where I googled Google. it and found it. I'll I'll Google it for you. That's. That's the kind of offer we're making at Shut Up Leonard. We're trying to help you out. To convince you to go to Communicon. We will Google it for you, or maybe not, because my computer is going slow. It sounds like a fun event. Um, the I think it's at Communicon News. That's not how Tumblr works. Is the work. Twitter? Oh, it's how the Twitter is, is the Twitter. perhaps. But uh, I'm looking for the Tumblr, which is, of course, communicon.tumblr.com. Uh, Communicon is C-O-M-M-U-N-I-C-O-N. So it's like community, but instead of T, it's con at the end communicon.tumblr remember that's no we in tumblr.com uh you go to that tumblr i pronounce the e just then which is not something you should do when you're spelling it uh but if you go to that tumblr you can find the ticket link on the side under ticket info shut up leonard this podcast is a part of the benview network you can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com